It's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up right. It's time to meet the Muppets on the Muppet Show tonight. Why do we always come here? I guess we'll never know. It's like a kind of torture to have to watch the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode number 100. 100. The big one. And uh, joining me in the studio tonight are a couple of ring-ins. We've got Rusty over here. Hello, guys. Hello, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, hello. And we've got Greg. Andrew. Regular uh, golden tonsils over here. Much so. better looking than the usual hosts. Well, yeah. I mean, Not I, that I'm that way inclined or anything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, your beard's better anyway, I think. I think, yeah. yeah. Well, that's close. Yeah, but I mean, I've got a face for radio, so I'm, I'm all good. <laughs> well, you're in your element then, aren't you? I am. So right now I'm going to uh, handball this across to Rusty. And, oh, uh, thanks for doing the intro, mate. Uh, I have to. We have to probably put out there that you lost a bet. Uh, I'm just better at doing it than you. <laughs> or that, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I'm happy to listen to that every time, actually. I think uh, we should take a poll on who uh, who does the intro from here on in. And Greg. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll probably end up with Greg as the answer. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, that will be this, this week's Would You Rather. <laughs> Would you rather Greg, Andrew, or me to do the, the intro and uh, you know, Andrew has to lose a bet to do one and... Greg, well, we can't afford for Greg to do the intro yet. We haven't no. haven't done enough uh, Patreon supporters to be able to do that. Him to say more than twenty five words per minute. <laughs> I like to keep it low, you know, just to keep the cost down for you, uh, Sam. We appreciate it, mate. Appreciate it. Speaking of our Patreon supporters, uh, Patreon supporters, this episode going up, you'll probably either have already seen or in the next day or so see. Our reading of the Impact book. God. God. <laughs> good, good luck. Um, that is coming as a special bonus to our 100th episode for all those who are Patreon supporters. You're aware that our Patreon supporter numbers may drop considerably <laughs> after. That. I am <laughs> expecting them to. So, in that, with that in mind, uh, I have. Um, I have got some bonuses for them just so they put up with it a little bit longer. Um, all of our Patreon supporters, no matter where they live, all the ones current as of recording this, are going to get some stickers. We stickers. Got, stickers, bro. Yeah, we just I found some Nike stickers on the at some shop there. So I'm going to send you some of those. We did get some Precision Shooting Podcast stickers actually uh, made up. So that's uh, that will be coming your way. And for all of our patron supporters who pitch in 10 bucks a month or more you guys are going to be getting coffee mugs if you've been doing that for like three months or more uh coffee mugs are on their way to you do we sign those ones or what sam um well, I think there's only one signature in this room that adds value to those mugs. Yeah, it's not right. mine. It's yeah, not yours, at least five Rusty. bucks. Yeah. yeah, so Greg will be signing some coffee <laughs> mugs for our Patreon supporters. So and the last one I signed looked like graffiti, so yeah. maybe not. And broke in, in the post. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it couldn't handle it. Couldn't, couldn't handle the stress <laughs> of my signature. That's right. So uh, we will be signing all of them and uh, sending them out to our Patreon supporters. So thanks for those guys who have been doing that for us. Uh, sorry that you have to put up with the Impact reading. If you do want to hear the Impact reading, uh, jump on Patreon and we shall uh, – that will be there, sitting there ready for you to have a listen to. Good well, book. 
Good book. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I gave uh, I gave Ian his copy the other day. Oh, uh, yeah. And he was stoked. I put a face uh, photo up on Facebook. I did see that. Yeah. Did see that? Yeah. He looked pretty excited. Obviously, he hasn't listened to the reading yet. So. <laughs> no, no, but he was re- he was reading the book. That's why he's excited. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I did contact Corey about getting his sent up uh, to him. He thought he was he was trying to do an impersonation of Butters uh, when he did the uh, the impact call. It was uh, good. It was good. Um, he said it's uh, it was the most random message to get to say, "Hey, you've won a book for Im- impersonating Butters." <laughs> <laughs> so, so congratulations to Corey and Ian. Uh, on on your wins, uh, no doubt there'll be some more comps. I think they got given something to to give away again. Uh, I can't see it at the moment. What it is, I just I think there's something. Um, Greg, you haven't donated something to give away. No, I can see a couple of cameras you can give away. There. <laughs> a couple of lenses. Greg was going to give away a forty nine percent share of one of his Fortune five hundred companies. <laughs> Yeah, forty nine percent doesn't really mean much. No, I mean it's uh, it's a, a, a few billion here and there. Pocket change <laughs> between friends. Yeah, speaking of speaking of heaps of money, uh, how's your week been, Greg? Yeah, uh, not too bad. Got out after some foxes on the weekend. Oh yeah, uh, we knocked four over. So just took a, I guess a, a new starter shooter out. Um, mm-hmm. and gave them a taste of hunting before they got too hooked up in F class and turned into a. F-class shooter, so I just, uh, <laughs> I was going to say something else there, but hesitating. Very polite. Self-edited. Um, nothing wrong with F-class shooting, of course, but yeah, just no. being a hunter, wanted to get him out there, so uh, he loved it, knocked two over. Does um, it thermalise them or? Sorry? Thermalise them? Uh, not thermalise, but he no. uh, tried out a, uh, he, no, he, he just had optical set up and was running a, a fox, uh, was it fox, fox dog outfitters uh, light on top. Okay. No, I was pretty impressed with that light. That's a pure red LED. Well, it's yeah, actually right. switchable, red, green, white. Um, nice. Yep, fantastic light. So he knocked a couple over. He was pretty happy. And it was good cruising around for the mm-hmm. for the night. So, yeah, that, that's uh, sort of what I've been up to in the last week. Brilliant. Andrew. Andrew. I actually did a little shooting. Well, you did some I, shooting? I did a little bit. I did more around the light. I, uh, we, I teed up a... I was going to take a bunch of guys from workout that were sort of champing at the bit to get into it, and uh, and and one mate who hadn't been shooting for a long time, and mm. uh, it, it literally sort of within a few hours of when we're going to be leaving, all but one pulled out. So, it was <laughs> oh, quite really? great. so no, I thought, no great, here we go. You know, like two people on the back of the U, one mm. running a light and one gun. It's not ideal, but um, mm. no, it's good. We. It was good because the mate that I took out was a Greek and they love hares and we smacked about nine or ten hares. Yeah, right. Um, Actually, I saw fox pups out where we were, so they're just starting to come out. We didn't. We saw. They weren't far from the den, though. We saw, I reckon, two sets of eyes and they were a long way off in in other paddocks and they wouldn't come in and they wouldn't keep looking at the light. Yeah, right. Um, I had a a fox pro going and everything, so I don't know, but... um, yeah, so that was good, and, and I had a chance to shoot the the two two three, which I've been oh, planning yeah, and building for a while, and really, really impressed with that. So, <laughs> um, very happy. So excellent. Hmm. Recap, recap that build. What's well, it was basically it was a rifle which was a three hundred blackout. Yeah. Um, an old Remington started out life as a seventeen rem mm-hmm. that had been rebarreled multiple times, and I sort of thought I wanted something a bit more practical for when my kids are old enough to, to start to get into it. Sure. Yep. So I figured a 223 would do the job. and Makes sense. 
Yeah, so I got hold of a KRG Bravo stock. Yep. And uh, then a, a Swan barrel. Um, sort of kept it fairly short and fairly mm-hmm. light. And so I sort of put it all together and, uh, yeah, I was a bit surprised when the first groups I sort of shot at 300 metres were sort of just over the inch mark. So, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty happy. So, yeah, brilliant. And now my boys just want to be big enough to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> bet you they're at you. They would be itching. They would be chafing, yeah. Fair enough. Nice. Well, I have been uh, off as as happens. I just got back from the PRS, the Steel Apocalypse, which incidentally is my favourite name for a shooting match I've ever heard. Also one of the, the silliest, but also, uh, yeah, I, I think it was really good fun. Um, we had a good amount of shooters. We were at Little River uh, without a roof. I don't know if you guys had seen the photos of the roof coming off that range. Yeah, I did. It was uh, storms they had the other week. Yeah, apparently 150k an hour wind gust took that one with it, Mm -hmm. um, which is considerable. And but we made, you know, we've made the most of it. We had really good weather. The the Friday was a little bit wet, um, but you know, I was on rego desk, so it didn't really bother me. Um, (laughs) You know, whatever. (laughs) But for the actual match, uh, I think we had like you know drops of rain that you could count on your fingers you know there wasn't there was not much at all uh, that came through um not even not even a shower so it was a really good really good event um we we stayed in Geelong we stayed at some airbnb with a with a whole bunch of shooters that was good valley and uh went to little creatures uh which is unrelated but well worth visiting for those that don't know that's a brewery it certainly is yeah. And that's where uh, furfies are made and a number of other things. So we went down there and had some pizza and beer and then, then realised we probably needed to do some work for a match. But anyway, it was it was well worthwhile. That was uh, anyone who's nearby. suggest you get along to it. Would have been interesting if those 150k an hour gusts had happened while the comp was on. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You'd be throwing boomerangs almost. Yeah, well, barricades would have been flying down the, yeah. <laughs> down the range, I think. Yeah. It was good. No, this, the wind was certainly a challenge uh, for that match. The previous matches for PRS have generally been pretty mild in the wind side of things uh, over here. Just pick the right days, right ranges, that sort of thing. And, and Little River is always notorious for wind. The wind wasn't significantly heavy. Uh, it wasn't you know, blowing a gale, so to speak, but it was switching significantly. Like on, mm. on when I was setting up, I was you know putting a bolt putting the nut on a bolt on a target and from the time I put the, the nut on to the time I got it wound in, the wind had come from four different directions mm. uh, during that period of time, which we're talking not a lot of time. I'm not great at doing bolts up, but it, it yeah. still it wasn't that it was yeah, you know, it wasn't that long a time. Um still getting my head around how they work. And so we uh, we dealt with challenging winds, which really, I guess, leveled the playing field for some, you know, for many of the shooters that, you know, you had to be really good at reading wind to actually be able to hit bloody targets. Yeah, I guess your, uh, your shooting technique is one thing, but if you can't read the wind, you're uh, you're going to be back down the field somewhat. Yeah, and I think we, we hadn't had that, that challenged significantly uh, so far this year, so it was really good to see. And there's a bunch of new, new winners, uh, not new winners, there's a bunch of fresh names up in sort of the top end, uh, which is great to see some others come through. Um, not that you know you want to see guys pushed out at all, but just good to see different names come through the mix, and, and hope that continues on. Uh, so there's certainly a good chance of everyone um, 
yeah, big thanks to Delta Tactical doing uh, really supporting it. They were you know there and setting up and doing all bits and pieces with it. So it was uh, it was good fun, good fun weekend. We had dinner at an RSL, which is a really interesting RSL. We had lots of you know spent shells hanging on the on the walls and all sorts of bits and pieces. One of those real sort of proper little country town type RSLs. Mm. Uh, that was that was well worthwhile visiting and checking out. And Palmas were pretty good. And I think I mm. ate three desserts. But <laughs> anyway, that's actually no. I, I ate two. Greg Small, mate, ate like four and we raced and we decided to race and so I've given him a sticky date pudding and I've taken oh, the the chuck fudge brownie, which was a really bad move because that took me forever to get through. <laughs> <laughs> very, very poor deciding right there. What do you guys got planned? You're going fishing, aren't you, Andrew? I am. I'm heading over to Victoria to go into a cod fishing competition. So, hmm. not in related to shooting at all, but um, well, it's sort of semi-related because it's right in the middle of Samba Deer Country. Yeah, I'll probably see multiple deer just standing there looking at me. Yep, and I won't have a gun. So, and you send photos to Greg. Yeah, oh, do that. Don't, don't even rub it into him. <laughs> no, but it is. It's it's in prime deer country. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that should be good. Hopefully, I'll catch something big. Mm. Um, Oh, and truly. Yeah, so it'd be good. Good stuff. Greg, you getting out of there? Uh, yeah, yep. Um, had a couple of phone calls up in the hills to go up and sort out some foxes. They're starting to harass the farmers, so the, the pups are starting to come out. Yep. Um, and there's some roo tags on the way. I've, I've got a fill, but I'm, I'm not sure whether they're in yet, but I'm hoping to get onto those this weekend as well. Very good. So they're busy. Yeah, nice. Nice. Got a, I've got a comp this weekend. I'm going to shoot a rimfire comp again. Try my hand at that old shooting thing. See if I can work it out. Be a bit of a novelty, given all the yeah. organising side of things you've been Well, it's all right. It's, it's all coming together. We, we'll get there. So that'll be good. And then November, the plan is to head over to the service rifle shoot at Castlemaine. Castlemaine, whichever one they Castlemaine. Castlemaine is what I agree with. But anyway, uh, the the plan the few of us from SA are going to head over there. Finally, finally, we've been threatening to do it for ages, so uh, we'll finally get a, a crew to head over. So if you are going to be at Castlemaine, Castlemaine in Victoria in November, um, I guess we'll see you there. That'll be good. I listened to your Hunting HQ podcast the other day, Greg, from Did your you? trip. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah, was good. Was, yep. uh, is there more to cover? I'm hoping there's some some more. You only got through a few days. Yeah, the, those. Yeah, I think we're going to do a part two. I think that's the plan. But um, <laughs> was it one of those ones where you just you know had enough drinks so you forgot that you were doing a podcast? Yeah, that, that old thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but it, it was the the three days we're down in that valley that was the that was the key. Yeah, that was the wicked part. You know, that was mm. like sinking into hunting heaven for three days and. Unfortunately, having to get out of there when the snow came in, but um, mm. yeah, so hopefully we'll, uh, we'll we'll build on that. But um, yeah, lots of lessons learned. We've got to talk about um, gear wise and food wise and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, brilliant. Because mm. you indicated that's going to change some of what you're thinking with the with your you know potentially new builds or yes. what your collection is. Yeah, very much mm. so for me. I'm 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 back flipping on everything I've sort of done for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that I, I primarily run um, truck axles. I run heavy rigs, yep. and um, even for my my foxing rig, it's all it's all heavy platform. Yep. 
um, you know, and they're great to shoot from, of course, but, uh, you know, off the bonnet, and but they're not so great to carry around. Sure. So um, out of the backpack hunting, sort of where my focus has gone now is is primarily for the task of deer hunting is to have a lightweight build because every kilo counts when you've got to lug it a thousand metres up and a thousand metres down yeah, daily. Um, so uh, that, that's definitely changed my focus. And then I'm sort of thinking, well, if I'm going to do it with a deer build, you know, these these carbon fibre barrels are looking pretty pretty good in terms mm. of accuracy and performance, you know. Why not do it with my fox build? And, and, okay. And so I'm starting to think, I'm starting to backflip. Mentally, I'm starting to go, well, I might change my philosophy in terms of builds and go go light rather than go the truck axle. So Fascinating. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just in that process of flipping over. I've definitely got to do a deer build. Yeah. I reckon I might do that to my fox build as well. Sounds suspiciously like you've um, <clears throat> come around to my way of thinking, Greg. Yeah, well, it's, it's the Baron. The Baron, you know, I picked up the Baron's rifle and I nearly put it through the ceiling. <laughs> it is light, very light. <laughs> and, and, you know, I just went, wow, this thing just weighs nothing. It's like it's lighter than a kid's toy, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, and I, get... I just went, man, you know, compared to what I carry around mm. in the hills, mm. like chasing foxes, and it just weighs a ton. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, man, you know, if this thing shoots, and I was watching real careful, going, if this thing shoots, I'm on this bandwagon big time. Yep. And um, it did end up shooting pretty good. Um, and I, And there's a lot of good – Good evidence on the net uh, of yeah. great performance out of carbon fiber barrels. So I'm, I'm, I'm real keen to look at it more. Yeah, I think like the only downside really I can see with carbon barrels is just the cost. But yeah, I mean for you that's really not that's a minor, yeah. minor details. Peasants. <laughs> Cheap and bring it up, Andrew. Look at him. You got him. You got him going off about poor people again. Oh. I have to edit this part out. And our proof research is going to change hands again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm hostile takeover. And what I'm starting to see, like, because I'm probably the only time we get on social media, I usually jump around on Instagram and I'm seeing a lot more carbon builds, like mm-hmm. precision carbon builds. Yeah. So they're, they're real cut down um, chassis style, sort of still keeping the length of the barrel. Um, yeah, just some real nice looking builds that I reckon would really do the job and not be too heavy. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of sniffing around at the moment, sniffing around. I've been doing similar. I mean, I, I think I've well, I've well, I'm truly committed to the first one, in, mm. which I think we've spoken about a little bit. But um, there's there's options. I mean, depends how much money you want to spend. I mean, there's multiple titanium actions available. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, too. that takes a considerable yeah. amount of weight out again. I mean, you could build a you know a, a 300 ultra mag or a seven mil rem mag, something big that's going to have that reach out. That's going to come in it seven pounds or something yeah it's crazy isn't it? you know that's crazy. Yeah, mm. probably half the weight you would be looking at if you built it a traditional style yeah and if you, you know, get a lug barrel. that thing well you can now lug that thing you know like, yeah. whereas before you go i'm not going to take that into the high country but. yeah and you know you, you some of these you know the, the you know, i guess the prs has seen a you know explosion in sort of bags and all the different sort of mm. accoutrements that are available now and lightweight as well yep so, you know, you a lightweight yeah, bipod probably. with a lightweight rear bag and, you know, you've got all the yeah, stability I'd you need. I'm real interested to see how carbon fibre goes into the PRS-style rigs. Certainly Mo- present. Moving forward. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly present. So what have you seen, you know, like, let's say the latest PRS you just ran? What, what Did you see any presence there? 
Um, I, I'd have to of lightweight. Boots. I'd have to be honest and say I haven't looked at the data on it, and mm. I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it on the day. Mm. Uh, fairly, fairly. Busy. Although I, 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 I do believe there was at least a couple of, of yeah, them there. Mm. yeah. I've looked into it a bit too, and I, the general consensus seems to be because most PRS events you're not lugging the gun up and down mountains. You mm. might have to oh, move okay. around a bit, but given the volume of rounds fired over the course of a year if you're attending a number of matches the dollars in, yeah, in the barrel you know yeah, the, yeah. the benefit of going with a carbon option it's over a standard it's not worth it pretty close yeah whereas if you're building a dedicated hunting rifle you're not going to fire that many rounds in a year generally no so you know you'll get a lot longer life yeah effectively mm, longer mm. life out of your barrel yeah no um, fair enough fair enough so hmm. yeah I think the yeah, Andrew raises a good point that the dollars you're going to spend over the cost of the year better off over two years or three mm. years, you'd, you'd get an extra barrel. Yeah, the same cost sort of benefit. money. Yeah, and yeah, and, and until we're in a position where we can have field matches where you you're running through hills and all this sort of gear and you are hiking for a day, uh, which you know one day would be wonderful to have those uh, that mm. sort of access. Then uh, until that happens, and even when that does happen, you you may dedicate a build for that purpose or yeah. if you're on a switch sort of setup like I eventually will be you might have your lightweight barrel that you set up for that that type of competition and then you use a normal one for the others so i think uh, we we haven't seen quite a significant shift there mm. but but not for the reason that they don't perform yeah it's yeah. probably more just not quite a perfect fit for the task mm. yeah. well most of the carbon barreled builds i'm seeing from various you know, well-known custom builders in the u.s are you know they're not aimed at the prs market no. they're very much aimed at the hunting market yes yeah, they're true. in some of the bigger calibers you know the 28 nosler and mm. Mm. rums and things like that that'll stretch out and you know knock an elk or something over yeah. a grand um which is probably more what you're thinking anyway for your yeah, sandwich shooting. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yep. I certainly have heard more chatter at PRS matches for guys building their long range guns, mm. looking at the carbon fiber ones. So they're, you know, they're, they they run their PRS rig, but then they're wanting something in like maybe a bit of a heavy caliber, like a, mm. a seven mil or a thirty cal, um, something that will stretch out. But looking at doing it hunting, taking a hunting, and being able to wander around with it, and so mm. they yeah. they don't they want something quite different to a PRS rig and certainly more and more of those discussions are headed down the carbon fiber line yeah. and the titanium action. And the mm. titanium action, I don't know the, the details, but they're not as ideal for like a lot of work. Is, I, is, I'm is not, there truth to that? I'm not really sure because there's a number of manufacturers I've looked at and they're all using different grades of titanium. Okay. Yep. So I really think it depends on the alloy that you're using. Um, I know titanium can gall really bad, like sort of want to bind up. So it would depend on what your bolt was made out of. Generally speaking, they don't use titanium bolts. They're, mm-hmm. they're a, a steel bolt. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I haven't looked into it enough. See, for me, I, I don't know. I mean, I you do save a bit of weight. I'd be inclined to probably go with a conventional action for the, you know, it's a significant sure. cost saving. Um, and, I mean, for an extra... 100 grams hmm. it's probably not really worth it for me i mean depends if you were trying to build a rifle with absolute minimal weight as possible then you, you would go down that line i've certainly hmm. looked into it but i thought well, it's it's not really justifiable yeah it's fair you know, you're looking at 
basically double the price of a, a, a similar quality action out of steel. I think I'd be better off spending that money going to the gym and losing losing some weight that well, way. Well, that's a very good point. Like, you know, people think, oh, okay, you know, you've got to be fastidious about getting your rifle weight down. Yeah, but it's not mm. you know, not just your, your body weight, but also your other gear. I mean, mm. you know, the difference in weight between certain boots, for example, could be oh, yeah, considerably yeah. more than what you'd save in your action on your yeah. rifle. So, yeah. well, I noticed, you know, Simo came back from that trip as well, and he hit me up about you know trying to turn his rangefinders and binos into yeah. one device and a few other bits and pieces, trying to sort of bring it down into multi-purposes and yeah. less items, less gear, but but better gear and often mm. more expensive, but but. On the flip side, you know, rather than taking three things and take one. Yeah. I mean, you can't exactly. have your cake and eat it too. You know, if you want the, you know, the. You probably have a muffin though, it's a bit small. True. <laughs> or a little cupcake maybe. Did that might not help with the weight loss. It's probably going to hinder it. You can, but, have, you, you can have your zucchini. But the point is, you, you can spend, you know, if you want, want all those things, you want minimal number of items and so on and so forth, you're going to have to pay for it. Hmm. So one way or another, you're going to have to compromise oh, it's... and it's paying more or. Definitely. Definitely, it does step up the money, but then you take less weight into the into the field. So. But I did actually just this week contact uh, South Fort Labs about you know, exporting stocks out of the uh, out of New Zealand. Okay, because yep. they're uh, mm. Kiwi Composites, which are, they made the uh, stock that Simo's got. Uh, yep. not Simo, the Baron's got. Right. So uh, okay. there's a couple of options there that I'm looking at. Mm. So. New Zealand got some good stuff, and it's all yeah. seems to be primarily hunting focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have some great setups down there. Yeah. So, what caliber would you be looking at with with that setup in in terms of if you're doing an ideal sort of? And would it be yeah. long range capable? Is that yeah, yeah, that's that's where my head's at. I've been talking to Andrew a bit about this. Um, we did see a lot of Samba stags at about seven fifty. Okay, um, yeah. and the conditions were pretty good actually. Mm. Um, and, and it was quite an achievable shot with the right rig. Um, so I was thinking sort of something that could could hit with, with decent power out to about a 1,000. Um, not that I'd probably take a shot to a 1,000, but, you know, sort of. Uh, I was thinking 300 win mag. Um, sure. Common caliber, you know, if, if push comes to shove, I can get it locally, you know, all that sort of good stuff. Yeah. Um, plenty of projectile options. So that, that's where my head's at. 300 wind mag in, in carbon fiber at the moment. Mm. Would you be uh, thinking going going the full titanium no, option? No, no, no. And, and believe it or not, money is the, the problem there, guys. Oh. Yeah. Um, too committed to the share market maybe. <laughs> um, no, nah, look, I've, I've got the old. Hey, hey. I've got you, an old You can have some money. It doesn't stop you from being really tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I've got a long action sitting in the gun safe that's doing nothing. So I thought I might uh, try and tweak that one up. And it's an old rifle that's got a lot of sentimental value. So it's, it's not so much the money; it's it's about recycling and repurposing. Yeah, yeah, caring for the environment. The environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, less black balloons, you know. Yeah, that's um, Captain Planet over here. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to probably rebarrel my old BSA, and then I'm going to try and try to get a stock done up for it because mm-hmm. you know the footprints. Back in the dark ages, somewhere, so um, <laughs> it's going to have to be inleted into something. Yeah, uh, and I know Andrew suggested um, what's what is it? Bolly composites. Bolly composites. So yeah, light. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think given they're they're local, I mean they're northern parts of the 
state, not state, city, whatever. <laughs> city, Adelaide. <laughs> Where it's a are. fair drive from us. But um, I know, you know, like he's he's able or to. Or in Sydney terms, it's just down in the shops. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, you'd be able to actually take it there and maybe speaking out of, you know, over committing what they can do. <laughs> yeah. But I know they've got the facilities. They can do that sort of thing. Yeah. No, you just I have d- to press them hard enough, I guess. Yeah, definitely can. And I'll see how much mileage I can get out of that rifle before it falls over. It's uh, It's been a good one. It's been with me since I was like 17 years old. So I'll, 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 I'll keep it going. No. <laughs> yeah, not a muzzle loader, Andrew. Thank no, you very much. That's right. Just check yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you going to do to your fox gun, Greg? If you if you're going all crazy on a, on a new well, build, for I'm your pretty deer. I'm pretty happy with it now. So That's what I the, the focus is the deer gun because actually I've got all six mils at the moment, so I don't actually have a legal deer gun. So that that's a priority, right? Um, that's right. But with the probably should clarify, you borrowed one to go, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Probably yeah, the fist. I borrowed Andrew's the fist. Mm. Um, Andrew's the fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Probably the fox. I'm really happy with my my fox gun. Mm. Um, but you want to the job. It, but it is f- heavy, and I'm walking around with that thing. Although I love it, I've never really thought twice until I started seeing carbon and went on that backpack hunt. And I'm thinking, why am I carrying this bloody thing around? Mm. You know, and I'm only shooting, you know, three typically 300 max. You know, yep. occasionally further than that. Well, what am I doing? You know, I've got this heavy rig, so I'm starting to rethink that one as well to okay. go just to a light rig. Um, do you think you will see any sort of significance in movement using something lighter compared to heavier? Heavy is more inclined just to yeah, sort of well, put down yeah. Obviously, I think possibly you know depending on you know I may have to make sure I have a firmer hold of the rifle, just you know mm-hmm. um, better control of the rifle. Whereas you know it's probably a bit more forgiving with a heavier rig. Do you have a muzzle brake on what you use currently? Uh, I don't. I usually do. I just haven't got around to it. And right. Because it's heavy, it's sort of yeah, here yeah. nor there. But, but imagine if you went, I would prefer one on Yeah, there. if you went lighter, you would. Oh, definitely. Um, all, okay. all the lighter stuff, I definitely run muzzle brakes just, yeah. just for the, you know, control side of things. And, you know, I always like to see fuller shot as well. Well, um, I mean, that, that's particularly important with hunting. I mean, mm, you know, and, even on the longer shots, you do have more time to recover, but you still want to be able to see where the deer's gone. And give shots for them. Yeah. Given previous statements, he seemed to like annoying F-class shooters, so that sort of fits into that category as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 my thoughts is uh, really start to get the weight out of things. Um, mm. I'm, I'm pretty happy with my, my what I'm calling my long-range rifle, which is my 6x47 lap. That's not yep. going to change. It's going to stay a truck axle. That's exactly how it is. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm happy with that completely. Um, well, I guess, I mean, there's still going to be a lot of vehicle-based stuff um, where you're mm. not carrying at long distances you're in a car jump out mm. you know go prone or over the bonnet yeah well my last my last station run the 6x47 starred it, it, yeah. it did a fantastic job yeah yep. um i was very very happy with it that was its first major run and the fat guy hunting yeah yeah pretty much yep. just car car born car jump down. on the bonnet um or on your guts and um plenty of long shots straight out of the car it was it was yeah good trip and it did a great job. Yeah, sweet. But yeah, like I said, the other two, I need a deer, deer stalker and, and a lightweight um, fox gun for walking around the bloody hills. Mm. So that's that's where my head's at at the moment. I haven't decided on products, of course, but yeah, I'm 
you know. Well, in good time. Yeah. What about uh, scope choices? There's another oh, kettle wow. of fish. Wow. Thermal, yeah. thermal, 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 yes, thermal. Everything should be thermal. <laughs> um, it's a long-range thermal. Oh, I've got my thermal. Uh, I love my thermal. Um, probably the only things I'm going to change is, that, well, you know, I'll get another one because you know, it's only money. And um, the one I've got now is probably going to end up on the roof. Uh, the spotlight's going to be made redundant. Uh, and yep. I'm going to, I've got to talk to Andrew about modding my bloody light remote at some point. And it's going to go up on the roof. So I'm going to have um, thermal observation and then I'll get a more compact and um, more feature filled um, pulsar trail because my current one's the older model and it's pretty bulky. I've got to do external battery and recorders and. So, yeah, I'm just looking at probably the more streamlined and compact next model up to go on a rifle. Um, well, I was thinking about that when you were talking about going with a lighter weight option for your your um, your night rifle, your spot, you know, your fox mm. gun, in that currently you're running the, um, uh, the rangefinder, the radius, yes. radius, yes, which yep. necessitates sort of an extra mounting area yeah yep. you've got a side mounted rail yeah which was the main reason why i went to chassis yeah mm. so if you were to go with say one of the the newer um trail lrf models yeah yeah you've got all that in in the in the scope you know so then you can go with a lighter less um well yeah, more, more streamlined stock i guess yeah yeah more simple yeah yeah more uh, yeah yeah cut away stock maybe even well, I mean, there's you know, there's plenty of carbon options. Then you wouldn't have to be trying to bolt anything onto the fore end or have anything hanging off of it. Mm. It's a self-contained unit. Yeah. So. Yeah, and getting rid of that battery pack, getting rid of that recorder because yeah. it's all integral in the, mm. the yeah. new ones. That's going to save a lot of weight too. Yeah. What do you think you're going to miss most about the heavier, the heavier lifestyle oh. that you're moving away from? I, I did like I do love the truck axles. I do love the yep. the heavy stability stable platform. You know, because um, mm. everything's a compromise, isn't it? Everything's it is. always you, you're moving to something that may be better, but yeah. you're leaving stuff behind. Yeah, I think I've always enjoyed shooting. I've always had heavy barrels. I've always enjoyed shooting them. Um, you know, I just find them easy to control, forgiving. Um, I find them a great platform. I just love shooting heavy guns, but I guess when I go light, there might just be a little bit more I need to control, a little bit more recoil, follow through that I need to just stay on top of. Mm. And hopefully the muzzle brake will, you know, keep things fairly tame, but yep. I might end up with a bit of a bucking mule. <laughs> um, I mean, if you go with the 300 wind mag and, and say the rifle comes in at seven pounds, mm-hmm. With the brake on it, that's fine. Yeah, it, I mean the recoil will be you know, considerably less than an unbraked three hundred eight. So yeah, yep, you know, that that wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I'll be keen. It'd be noisy, but yeah, 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 I'll, yeah. I'm deaf anyway; it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll be keen. I'll be keen to like um, basically shoot three hundred wind mag full full lightweight with a mm. muzzle brake. It'll be mm. interesting to see what it feels like. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and, and you know the other thing I do love the chassis and that that recoil is lovely and linear. Yep. Um, whereas some of the other older stocks I've used, more, more traditional stocks tend to buck more. So, yeah, sure. So I've got to make some decisions there on what style of stock. Um, well, considering that uh, obviously you know, money doesn't come into the equation, you could look at the KRG Harbu <laughs> chassis, which I believe is you know titanium and other unobtainium. Unobtainium? Metals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lightweight. So all of those things. Yeah. 
Yeah. There are lots of them. So, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen some other stocks too. They're real like, they're like a simplified chassis. Like they don't have much to them. They're really cut back. Yep. Um, on some of the lightweight builds I'm seeing on Instagram. So I need to investigate those a bit more. So maybe future podcasts I'll uh, let you know what I find mm. out. But um, that's a little bit further down the track. Um, All in good time. Yes, yes. Well, we were going to talk about some sort of ideal setups uh, in terms of collections and stuff, but we've, we've been pretty distracted by lightweight Lightweight builds. You're you're doing a lightweight build, aren't you, Andrew? What's, yeah. What I, you got? I said mine <clears throat> about uh, building a 308. Yep. Um, which is going to be a bit of a dual purpose rifle. So I guess it's not ideal for anything in particular, but it'll do most things <laughs> kind reasonably of, kind well. Kind of rubbish. Specifically. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Just Specific rubbish. Throw it away after the first shoot. But um, <laughs> so no, I've got a, a one of the ultralight series manor stocks. Okay. Um, and uh, we have a Stiller Spectre action, which is not a particularly light action, but um, it's it's a well-made action, got good mm, features. Tough. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I've got a proof barrel on the way. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll come in fairly light, about 3.2 kilos for the rifle. Mm. Yep. Um, and that, that rifle I'm intending, that's the one I'm going to put a thermal on, but also right. have a, a day scope. Uh, in QD mounts as well. So it'll be a dual purpose hunting rifle as well as a night outfit. Um, yep. And I, I'll be intending to run for night shooting. I'm going to run like 110 grain V Maxes yeah, as right, fast nice. as they can go. Yeah. Doing, yeah, blowing foxes and oh, whatnot up. Um, but then I've also got it's a 10 twist barrel, so I can shoot heavy bullets for, for hunting, bigger mm. stuff. So nice. Bit of a compromise gun, but. Mm. I don't have Badco money to you know to build two separate ones. So. Mm. It's pretty practical though. I, I think that's probably a good compromise between the tasks you want to do. Like yeah. a walk around stalker yeah. and, a, and a fox gun. It's yeah. right in the nice. Your tasks you know, aren't, aren't too far apart from each other that it's not feasible. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean look. I mean, three hundred eight is not ideal for you know longer range hunting. I, I'm not. You know, I'm a realist mm. in that regard, but. Mm. I'm also aware that you know a 700 meter shot with the right bullet and the right conditions is certainly mm. achievable. It's, yep. Yeah, I'm still going to put a hole through it. Um, mm. So, yeah, at some stage down the track, you know, I've got the action length that I can you know just take the bolt face out and do a seven mil WSM or short action ultra mag or something like that, and turn it into even more of a capable long range performer. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, if that's the way I want to go with it, but. Um, mm. Parts are coming now, so yep. late to change the Now that'd be cool. I'm looking forward to that. When you when are you expecting your barrel in country? Well, we just had confirmation tonight. They're probably looking November, December. So Mm-mm. good time um, of the year. Foxes there. are just coming out. Yeah, so I mean, don't worry. The day I get it will be the day it's chambered and fitted. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. always a, a benefit. The guy that does my gun works pretty quick on that sort of thing. So yeah, right. any good? Mm. Uh, a bit rubbish. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I uh, I'm going to put an order in for a 243 that you gentlemen convinced me slash forced me to uh, Good to man. buy. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to probably put that order in this week. Uh, yeah, 243 barrel or rifle? Rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Think. So the check's not written. It's okay. <laughs> so so the fact that you brought that up uh, is that. I've got you. Second guessing yourself. I am second guessing. I 
I'm wondering whether I, I'm wondering whether I use one of my stiller actions to do so, or if I just go and buy a ticker and just be done with it. Tickers work, but if you, what's the action doing? Sitting on a twenty-two br. It's not doing much else. Okay. I'm a big fan of rebarreling things. Yeah. Match barrels over factory barrels are yeah. always a little um, bit nicer, you know. I mean, it depends how much you want to spend on the barrel, I guess, but you can, mm. you can spend more on the barrel than the cost of a tika. So. I know. I know. But and you get a better rifle. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was all decided until you mentioned that. <laughs> well, all right, let's hear what enough. had you decided. I was going to get a ticker, uh, get a ticker garment yeah. and, and throw into a KRG, uh, what a Bravo. Get it. And Yeah, it'll and work. Just, just run get with it. that. Yeah, I was throw some eighty-seven grainers around. Or just get a Howard Bravo. You can't you can't get eighty-seven grainers at the moment. Don't say that to me. <laughs> you can't get eighty-seven oh, grainers, Greg, at damn. the moment. Doesn't matter how much cash you've got in the oh, world. Gosh, don't you, say that. He's going to buy a horn. He's going to buy a horn. <laughs> don't worry, I got a shitload of boxes in my cupboard. <laughs> just buy um, that. Buy the Howard Bravo. Done. Uh, not available, I think, at, at the time. Um, but you know, ticker. I'm, I'm happy with the ticker. Done. So do I'll probably end up rebarreling the uh, the other one. Oh, why did you do this to me? All right, I'm, I'm looking for six mil barrels. By the way, just just putting it out there. Apparently, two, four, three teakers come fitted with one. Yeah, no, they do. They do. Mm. And uh, and I could and I don't have to wait too long for PTAs mm. in this state now for the time being on their trial. Maybe I not, not all dealers have got deals. it though. I believe no, but the dealer I'll be buying from would. Yeah. So. Uh, we will, we will see. We will see. Anyway, um, are those new Tika twenty twos at the market yet? Just, just no. as a bit of a um, an aside tangent. The one sevens have come out. There's the MTR. Is that T one X MTR? Because okay. they must be getting close. Twenty twos. You'd think you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? I've had one on order since before they were. Oh released. yeah, you were you were in early, weren't you? And that's why I was asking. Oh, so uh, we'll probably know first. I was asking Southport Labs about stocks and yeah, right. I'm going to with that idea of, of dropping one straight into a carbon stock. The word on the street mm. is the one seven HMRs are really good. Yeah, right. Eh? But you know, we, we'll wait till see the the twenty two is actually landing and mm. stuck into it. I, I would be very surprised if they don't perform. Oh yeah, well. Yeah. Given the heritage, I guess. And given the weight that you've had to have. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you look at the, they're probably, the barrels are probably coming off the same machines that are producing Seiko sure. barrels and, and they shoot. And yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think they'll work. They do the job. They I hope will they do. do. The job. Absolutely. I've sold a couple of other rifles. So <laughs> you committed I was, now. Probably. I was about to say I don't have a 22, but I've got six of them, but <laughs> not that kind of configuration. Yeah. I know what you mean. I've got, I've got multiple twenty twos, and I really haven't. I've I've got one sort of set up as a comp gun, but it's not really the the, the one that I I'd want to set up as a. Anyway, I'm I'm just complaining now. Well, when you got four children and you sort of obligated by being a good father to buy them all a rifle when they're born, <laughs> if that's four guns sitting there straight away that don't get used. Generally, See, I've got two in that scenario, and I'm sort of happy to leave it at two. I think I was too. Yeah, yeah, you were happy prior to, to zero. Well, at zero. Oh, uh, I thought the idea of a, of a kid really sounded right. But, yeah, um, someone to carry guns. Yeah, well, yeah. Now I've got four kid, or, kid or carry, uh, caddy, kid or well, caddy. Same thing, really. You just don't yeah. have to pay the kid. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, it is a, a bridge I'm going to have to uh, 
across at some point is a Comp 22, proper Comp 22. Mm. Um, yeah, well, there's a lot more rimfire comps going on these days. It is. Which is great to see. Which is good. Um, mm. Oh, speaking of, speaking of comps that are starting up, uh, for all those who are in Melbourne uh, or surrounding areas that can get to SSAA Eagle Park, uh, after the PRS there, um, they have already started talking about dates next year for practical rifle shoots on a regular basis at club level. So if you are interested, uh, maybe just get in contact with me and I'll put you on to the guys who are putting that together because that's really exciting to see. And that, I guess uh, unofficially that will be a sister club of the uh, one in SA. So we're going to have to do some border wars, get some uh, matches going on between Victoria and SA, some State of Origin. State of Origin, look out. Yes, I think that would be very good. Um, We'd have to find a range of border towns somewhere. uh, Just make them drive over here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) bloody Victorians. (laughs) Started already. Started already. It's in, so uh, so look forward to the first match where uh, SA flogs the Victorians at Practical Rifle. You'll be the uh, match director for that one, I presume. I was going to contribute to the scoreline, but you know, you, know, I mean. probably, you like, probably raise a fair point. I'm better to do that try. as a match director. Right. <laughs> oh dear! But then, South Australia guaranteed to win. <laughs> That's right. Victoria so got no impacts. The all first, match. the first stage is to uh, skull uh, 1.2 liters of Farmers Union iced coffee, and then Ooh. send 10 rounds downrange in under 60 yeah. seconds. Um, yeah, pack, no, pack, we got that. We got that. Pack, pack of fruit chocks in there. Just as long as it's not a, like a 1,500-meter run in there, which I have done mm-hmm. after drinking two 600-mil uh, iced coffees. Oh, no. How, how, why? I was still cold when they came out. <laughs> I got dared to. You can't turn a dare down. No, you, you, can't get, you can't turn a dare down, I guess. Uh, well, Andrew, everyone who's listening, Andrew, well, I guess you're not watching, are you? Um, everyone who is uh, taking note, dare Andrew anything. As long as it's not too physical, because I'm a <laughs> prime athlete. I'd hate to hate to ruin you, <laughs> your your muscle tone you got yeah, going on there. Yeah, yeah, I've worked hard on this. It's cost a lot of money. <laughs> it's a, a sunken investment, really. It's good. So I look forward to the first state of origin uh, between SA and Victoria once uh, once that all gets up and running. I wonder if there's going to be a. Uh, New South Wales and Queensland development as the New South Wales gets some who, ranges. Who cares? <laughs> Too busy watching Much rugby. the same as their yeah. state of origin rugby. Who cares? Yeah, no. yeah well, I guess none of them go to the matches for rugby league either. Yeah, true. Mm. It's not, an, not a bad idea for a comp on top of a comp though, is it? You know, like have your South Aussie team. Yeah. Best of. I like, I like the idea. Yeah. Absolutely. I know they do it over in the States. Some of the guys yeah. there oh, do they? started some yeah. sort of like a few different states and they do uh they, they keep track of who's who, shooting the best states. Yeah, and, yeah put teams together. Yeah. yeah. Could be so, good overlay. I think uh, no doubt we will see that here. We're pretty uh, state what's the word? I was gonna say territorial, but that's N T and A C T. What are we? Statish? Statish? That's not a word. Statists. Statist. Statesman. We're we're quite statesmanish. Here, yeah. these are also not words. <laughs> well, they are. We now. don't like Victorians, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here first from Andrew. 
Not and a I fan. I speak for all of us. <laughs> Sorry, Victoria. Uh, it was it was <laughs> joyful being in your state, and I'll be there again in a week. But um, yo, thanks. Cheers. Actually, I'm going over there in a week too. <laughs> Don't broadcast yourself after them. <laughs> all right, I'll hold off. I'll sit tight on it for a while until we uh, we clear of the state, and then we can release it. Uh, but I'll be back there in December for the uh, PRS finale. Um, uh, You're making the presumption that Victorians are uh, intellectually capable enough to download a podcast. So. Hey, hey, not all Victorians are left-handers. <sighs> True, most left-handers are Victorians. <laughs> so remind Okay, me. so that, I think that, the logic that, has gone downhill here. Greg, f- bring us on to a, onto a decent topic. Yeah, right. The finale. The finale. Who qualifies for the finale? So, for PRS finale in Australia this year, in 2018, the top 30 from the Open Division uh, will qualify. And, and to to qualify, you need to be a member of the PRS uh, to start with. And then you need to have shot two matches throughout the year. So there was four matches this year, and you need to have shot two of them. The finale will take the two best scores that you've got. So the scores are worked out out of 100. So... The top shooter for the match, whatever score they get, let's say they ended up on 74 points, right? That then works out to 74 is the is the 100% of the uh, points available. So their score works out to 100. And then compared to where you came against the top shooter, the, the person who came first, will give you a percentage of their score. So if you scored 70... Versus 74, you only lost by four points. You'll have quite a higher percentage of their score. If you only scored half, then, of course, you're at 50%. So those scores will then uh, be tallied up, the, the best two. So if you shot all four matches, your worst two are pardoned, forgiven, and you just mm. take your top two scores, which has worked really well for some people. There's a number of people in there who have gotten better uh, as the as the series has progressed, and you can see that in their, in their numbers. And then the finale itself will be run as a separate match, uh, but that match will be worth 200 points. So whoever wins that match will get 200 points and then worked out against that. So so 200 points plus their best two rounds. Plus their best two. So it'll be yep. a total score out of 400. So it's not a standalone round to decide winner takes all. Correct. It's, it's unlike yep. a, like a grand final like in AFL or that other mm. sport they play elsewhere in Australia mm. um, where you, know, you, you, you do all your hard work to get into the ladder and, and, and win you know, or be in the ladder and then you just make your way into the grand final and there's the elimination rounds and such. Purely it is uh, that performing well over the season mm-hmm. will have weight to how you do for the series. Yeah. Now, that the the match itself, the finale is a standalone match and there will be prizes and, and awards given for winning that match. And you, know, you could win that match and have done poorly the rest of the year. Mm. Uh, and, and you won't win the series, of course, but it will mean that you, uh, you have won the match. Yep. But then on top of that, so effectively there'll be two award ceremonies. There'll be one for that particular match, and then there will be also a separate a award ceremony standing. for the for the series. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're looking forward to. That's uh, it's very similar to the way the 2016 series was run in the US. Yeah, where the finale is with uh, double points, although they do run on best three scores. Yep. Rather than two, but they've got a lot more access to matches. Mm. Uh, we wanted to make it a bit more accessible uh, yep. over here. 
Fair enough. Mm. So top 30 of open, uh, top seven of production, and then there are a couple of other entries to the match, but not to the series qualification. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's the way it's looking. Yep. 30, 39 shooters, probably the best, hopefully the best 39 shooters who are shooting PRS for the year. Ah, will be interesting. Will mm, be interesting. No doubt. So we'll make Do that we... match harder, of course. What were the dates yeah. on that one again? That is the 8th and 9th uh, of December in East Gippsland. So anyone who is nearby Melbourne or Canberra or anywhere in between on their way out to there, you're welcome to come and check it out. It will be a really good weekend. Uh, there are, you know, uh, what will be really good actually is a number of the guys who have shot throughout the year will be able to help um, as stage officers, So, which will be good because we get some experienced uh, guys behind the scopes and some new guys behind the scopes uh, sort of helping to, uh, to run the match as well. So, yeah, very much looking forward to that, and that will see the season out. We have confirmed dates, no other details yet, but confirmed dates that the first match of the season in 2019 will be the 29th to the 30th of March in Mildura, our sort of spiritual home where it all started and where we've, you know, that would be the third match we've hosted there. Uh, so that is the kickoff for the 2019 season of the Precision Rifle Series. Uh, lots of details to come and information to be confirmed prior to that, but the dates are locked in. So if you want to get along to uh, the opening match of the year, that would be a brilliant one to get along to. So that, that December one, that's bucking, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. bucking. I, I'd like to call the match Ho, Ho, Bucking, Ho. <laughs> Because it's pretty close to Christmas, and it's also in Bucking. Buck's sake. <laughs> and let it roll on. <laughs> let it roll on. So I had some new item rock up that I thought I might show you, gentlemen. This is the Solo Sack from Short Action oh. Precision. I've played with it. Go on, Solo. The old Solo Sack. play with your sack. Play with the sack. What do you reckon of that as a bag? These have Heavy. become popular in the US. Yeah, that's Elephantitis. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's yeah, it's nice. It's like the old, uh, you know, sand filled rather yeah. than the sawdust. Yeah. It's got that feel to it. It's it's definitely got some weight to it, but it, it's quite maneuverable. It's not like a tightly packed. It feels a bit more like a sandbag. You know? mm. um, but I, I like that style of sandbag. Yeah. But you see, this sandbag. also comes back to the... Um, the issue of weight and application in PRS is yep. probably not such a big deal. Correct. But for lugging up and down the mountains, you wouldn't go this no. option. No, not at all. No, it would not be ideal. But uh, on a ute? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it go well. So, yeah, I, um, I use their one for hunting. I use their one that's like featherweight. The lightweight one? Yeah. yeah. Just, you barely even know it's on this there. This is like the complete flip side of it. Mm. And uh, I got a couple in um, through Projector Warehouse and thought we'd, uh, we'd try them out and – yeah, before a chance to really play with them, they both went. <laughs> yeah, because I usually run this style, this this sort of weightier style yep. on the bonnet of my car. Yeah. So oh, I just leave it up near the windscreen. You just slide it on. It's, they're great. But it's just, it's really Very versatile. Solid. Very yeah, it solid. goes flat. Works sort of like a game changer slash fortune cookie, but mm. hasn't got the, 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 the bulk to it, I think. Predetermined yeah. shape. I was sort of uh, slightly off topic, but considered, mm. you know, when it comes to fill materials for these kind of bags, um, what's called micro balloons, which are basically yeah, tiny spheres of glass 
that uh, you you add to epoxy resins and that sort of thing to reduce the weight. Yep. And they they look like just really fine white powder, basically. Um, Can you turn them into a dog? Mm. Well, I guess you could. Balloon animals. Uh, oh. Lame. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I think oh, just looking for bagged on that. We just deflated <laughs> your balloon. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, uh, <laughs> I'm very <laughs> deflated. I've been worsed. <laughs> oh dear. I wanted a, I wanted a puppy. <laughs> you just ruined. You wanted a poodle. You wanted a poodle. Yeah, hang on, let me see if I can mold this yeah, thing. See if you can no, mold it to the front of his head. Andrew, put your pants back on. <laughs> I haven't drunk that much. <laughs> but our patrons get to hear you when you have drunk that much. Hang <laughs> on, my pants stayed on there too. <laughs> I don't actually remember that. It's actually a good book. Believe it or not, it's a good book. We I, re- did, I reckon we, we, we say that every three minutes. Oh, no, I've got to because we yeah, we probably don't give it justice. We didn't represent it well. No. No. <laughs> actually, we didn't represent ourselves well. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, there you go, Patreon supporters. You get to see the real us. I think my backwards reading was pretty amazing, though. That was pretty good. Backwards reading, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that bit. <laughs> yeah, backwards reading, one word at a time. Yeah, well, I it's can't artistic wait. Flair. <laughs> You're testing it, what? Artistic, artistic, autistic. You're holding testicle flair. Yeah. You're holding a sack, and I didn't know which way we're going with that. Good. Anyway, we've we've digressed into our normal. You know, we've digressed into Honey HQ here. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. No, you're right. We're not quite that good. <laughs> um. We got stickers. Stickers. That's, that's the best I can offer, offer it. We have stickers. So uh, for all our Patreon supporters, we'll be sending you some stickers. Uh, Andrew, good luck with your fishing competition, mate. I think it just, it's in the bag already. We'll take home the uh, well, you're taking a, You're taking, taking a fish over with you to pre-prepare. <laughs> yeah, pre-prepare <laughs> and shooting shotgun solids into the water to shock fish is not counted. You can't dynamite the whole place, mate, doesn't it? <laughs> I can use grenades, pick come up, on. Pick up the biggest one that comes up to the surface. Pre-frozen cod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Greg, when you, you, you told me what you got planned. Good luck with whatever it was. Yeah, no worries. I'll, yeah, you, I'll have good got, luck with that. You've got plenty of shooting coming up. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's definitely a few foxes around. And uh, yeah, hopefully a bit more than that if the permits come through. Right. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm ordering a ticker slash deciding whether I'm rebarreling. That's uh, yes, decision that's time. Decision time. In other in other building related news, uh, I will probably by the time this podcast has gone out, I would have ordered my new action. I did speak to Paul Reed about it. Okay. Speaking of Paul, uh, he will be at the PRS finale in East Gippsland in Bucken, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, I don't believe he's eligible for the series, but he will be helping RO and running some advice sort of sessions and bits and pieces. So for all those who qualify for the match, um, you also get to hang out with Paul, and he is a top bloke. And look forward to it. Well, most of you who are listening to us here have heard him on the podcast, so you've got a fair idea of what what he's like uh, in his advice and and knowledge. And, yeah, look forward to seeing all of that on the range, actually with guns, which will be really good. Did have a bit of a chat with Paul about the Curtis Custom, and, yeah, that vector is, uh, is locked and loaded. So probably by the time you hear this, I would have ordered one, and we'll have this new build underway. So I've got guns to sell to pay for it. 
Um, everyone buy my guns. After you buy the fist. After you Wait, buy man. my binos and rangefinders. <laughs> It's okay, a fire so sale. Let's uh, let's finish off uh, the episode with uh, with the classifieds. Andrew, what are you selling? Uh, I'm selling the, the fist and my thirty two two three pump. And action. what is the fist for those who are not familiar? It, the fist thing is the three seven five WSM. <laughs> and what's the best description of it you've ever heard? I can't repeat that on air. <laughs> Give it a go. Well, I sort of can. I no, can't. we already put it on. <laughs> I, I, I got to paraphrase a little bit, but it was it's the anal warrior from the planet Fist. Right. That was in response to what it did to a large pig. <laughs> Excellent. Speaking of fists, Greg. Um, what should have we gone with anal warriors, Greg. What? What? What are we talking what about? What are you selling? Oh, selling. Yeah, uh, the Connex. Sorry, <laughs> we've, we've, we've I was looking pod- at my. F- I was looking at my phone. Sorry, this podcast. We might as well vlog some stuff. Yeah, uh, Rangefinder, uh, Kestrel, and uh, Binos. Hurry up and buy them. <laughs> Free set of steak knives. <laughs> Good. And I've got a two sixty uh, and a twenty two BR. If I don't rebarrel it to a two four three, and probably a couple other twenty twos and uh, and a couple of Andrews twenty twos. I may as well sell as well. You might have to fight my children for them. <laughs> I've seen your children. That should be easy. I don't know when all three, all three of the bigger ones get onto you. <laughs> well, it looked pretty brutal to me, uh, Sam. You might yeah, be in trouble. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Just won't give me a cricket bat. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty keen on that. Anyway, guys, uh, that was a, a very um, lackluster episode one hundred. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's, here's our. We we did talk about doing like a. A pub night or a few beers with a few extra guests and all that sort of gear to celebrate our hundred episode, but it just fell at a really bad time for all of us. So, gents, I'm going to get you to nominate a number that we're going to use in lieu of our hundred episode to make a real special deal out of it. So, give us a number between one hundred and six and one hundred and thirteen. Ooh. Good to see Greg's contributing. <laughs> okay. uh, one ten. Ah, oh, that sounds too normal. One one one. All right. One one one. Where's your rationale there? I don't know. He likes three, one. Three, three ones. Three of us. I don't know. <laughs> three individuals. <laughs> well, there's symmetry there somewhere. All yeah, right. If you dig deep enough. Episode one 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 will be our celebration episode of a hundred episodes. <laughs> Commemoration of 100 episodes. Commiserations on 100 episodes, I think. And so we shall be doing something special for episode 111, uh, which will probably fall in sometime in the new year, I guess. I'd imagine so. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So this will be our summertime episode. And if you want to come and join us for a recording of episode 111, uh, I'll make no commitments to what we're doing. So mm. uh, d- he did say, didn't he, Greg, that he was going to put on uh, one kilo wagyu beef steaks for everyone Ooh, involved. Now we're talking. Yep, yeah. but uh, well, it'll be just a solo episode of me chatting with a microphone uh, for an hour. So look forward to that. Maybe a coin toss. <laughs> Something will be tossed. Save, <laughs> save that for a different episode, a different uh, <laughs> podcast. My coin toss podcast is going strong. By the way, I've picked up. Um, well, at least three listeners, um, uh, perhaps. Actually, I haven't checked, possibly more. But uh, And I'm up to episode, well, at the time of recording this, uh, I'm up to episode 24, but this will probably take me a couple of weeks to get out. So by then, I'll be definitely up to episode 35. 
So that's going strong. And I've had multiple guest tosses. You two have been mm. two of. Um, came on and tossed away. Highly competent. <laughs> well, I was the only one that tossed. Greg was the beneficiary of that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so my other useless podcast is going all right. It's going all right. So thanks for asking. We'll bring it up. Or how have we got onto it? Anyway, episode 111. Stay tuned for it. It'll be exciting. It'll be good. If you live in Adelaide, it may involve you. Uh, it may also not, um, but Greg has offered to shout everyone Cruskets. Hey! <laughs> so well, we can't wait for that. We can't wait for that. Anyway, that's uh, that's enough from us, I reckon. Yep. Later. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Finish like that, eh? Beauty. Done. See ya. Mm. Kisses from Greg. You lucky people.